Today is Monday, February 4th, and it is baseball season. Football is over. Who cares about basketball and hockey? It's all baseball. It's the calendars have turned. Spring training is coming. Pitchers and catchers will report soon. It's time to get excited about the smell of green grass. A little bit, a little bit. We got a fun interview with Matt Pita, Yankees prospect. We got some voicemails and we got some other stuff to get into. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. Recaps galore, weekly awards, stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jake. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us on this beautiful Monday morning. We're actually recording this on Sunday, so I don't know if Monday morning is beautiful, but I hope so. It's a nice Sunday. Super Bowl's about to start. Jake's at a cabin in Denver. My name's Jimmy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey. Jake, how you doing? You want me to, you want me to record just two quick hitters for how the Super Bowl went so we, we don't have to... Yep. Yeah. Ah, the... The, the Pats did it again, again, Brady and Belichick, how, man, they're, they're tough. All right. And, and seen, all right. All right. The Rams. Wow. They're, are they the future? Goff McVay. They're, they're going to be back at it again. I'll just slice in the wrong one. So you feel, sound like a fool. Okay. So just the wrong one. And people will be like, Jake, I thought Jake liked sports. He didn't watch it at all. He's wow. acting like he watched it. He didn't watch the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> uh so jake's in the mountains in denver i'm at home i just uh did some cooking and prepped because i'm hosting put made ed's balls recipe jake gonna put Mm. those in the in the fryer did you get the recipe from ed yeah he sent it to me a year or two ago and i've i've remembered what it was i'm excited for you i mean it's again once it's out i feel like you're gonna present it to the internet what those look like and they're fantastic yeah hopefully i make them as good as ed makes them it is it is baseball i've been saying about it is february which is beginning of baseball month i've been talking about how mad i am that the calendar kept reading january and uh you said i think february is just as bad it's not jake because pitchers and catchers report dd dd's birthday is coming up and my birthday is coming up it's a good month i'm so excited i think you just want to say your birthday was coming up again I think no. that's all that. I think that's all that was a facade. No, for. no, there's strict, yeah. strict, strict rules. No birthday party for me. They better Ooh, not try. Yeah, yeah. Let me know how that goes. It's gonna suck. Um, yeah. No, Enjoy we're gonna be in spr- we're gonna be in spring training the very next day, and I have to leave yeah. at like three a.m. So that's good. Yeah. Anyway, I we're at the point in the off season where it's still weird. Machado and Bryce still haven't signed. You're you still might be hanging out. Hope that one of them dons the pinstripes. I, 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 that's back burner. Like that's completely back burner for me. And uh, it is like, I've left it on the wayside. I'm just excited to start getting actual like substance to talk about, like get these guys in camp, give me all the cliches. Let me watch some games and see who's swinging the butt hot. And then let me argue with people about how spring training stats don't matter. Just give me baseball to talk about. I'm really excited about it. I'm excited you're excited to talk about spring training stats not mattering. Um, it'll be fun, right? We're going to – everyone's going to have hot takes on Tulowitzki, LeMahieu, Adovino, Voight, Bird, mm-hmm. and Duha. And Duha. Yeah, who, no. like, who can you not have a hot take about on this team? Judge. Like Judge Hicks kind of. Yeah. We're going to get left field hot takes coming soon. Have you, has your excitement for like actual baseball activities starting overcome your free agency clock watching? You know what I'm saying? Cause for me, I, I couldn't, I couldn't care less about Bryce and Manny right now. And that's not saying that it's like a weird feeling. Cause obviously I want one of them to still be a Yankee, but I'm just so over it. And so I've moved on. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's kind of out of the Yankee window. I, I, I've kind of been heavy on the Machado train. I kind of swung the gavel on here a few times and was like, Manny Machado is going to be a Yankee. And Jim, you could still end up there so easily. The Padres, the White Sox, 
maybe the Phillies are interested. It's the whole thing is so bizarre, but it's so bizarre. Like you can't think about it. Like mm -hmm. I, I can't sit here and be like, yeah, guys, those other teams are trash. Like Manny Machado is going to be a Yankee. Like, no, this is, a, we're in uncharted waters, which in my waters. Um, like, yeah, you, that stuff is just on the back. Like Harper's totally out. He's, he's got like eight teams that are seriously into him. And they're, you know what's funny, Jim? They're into him not because of the baseball. They're into him because he's Bryce Harper with the hair. Um, oh, he's so good. That's he's what, good. that's what, that's what the Padres were saying. Like, yeah, we're in on Bryce Harper because we think, you know, get those ticket sales up and have a good vibe. And it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, I get that. Will Myers also, was supposed to give him that. Yeah, well, sexy Will the Thrill Myers. No, I get it. I mean, it's weird. I I just I just want one of them to sign. Uh, they've they've been totally drained by it. I'm getting I get the general consensus that a lot of Yankee fans are just like, let's just be excited about the guys we got, and let's get going. Like, it, time to move yeah. forward. It, it no, sucks it for I, these two guys. I still I still just end up for Yankees world. I still end up in a too low, just bad cycle where I'm like. No way they believe in Troy Tulowitzki, but I'm like, well, maybe they just believe in him for half a season because Didi will be back. And then I'm like, well, even if Tulo plays well for us, then that means he's going to become a part of this team. And what if we're relying on Troy Tulowitzki and then it's October and he gets hurt again? And then, then it's like you're in this damned bed. But, like, again, that's circling and just not landing anywhere. That's the one thing I just have no idea if Brian Cashman – actually thinks Troy Tulowitzki can be a solid ball player for half a season, or if it's still kind of just this smokescreen Hail Mary. I, 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 they're acting like they believe in Troy. I, I can't believe that they believe in Troy. I just can't do but it. You know, what, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I realize Troy Tulowitzki playing well and becoming a part of this team is a good problem. But again, you're almost setting yourself up for failure if this guy does go down at the end of the season, because you're like, wow, he, he did play really well for us. And yeah. then it's, it's an Ellsbury. It's an Ellsbury. What are you doing? Let's not. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not say we did. You know what we should do? We should uh, thank the sponsors of this episode. Yep. There's a whole, there's a whole gang of them. Leading our leader of the gang is Rich George. His Hell brother, yeah. his brother's name was. Poor George. Poor George. I was going to say a lot less. A lot you less were getting there. Than, yeah, I was going to slow play it. You played it fast. And then yeah. Trip Nap. Do we know Trip? Trip, uh, Trip. Me and him have DM'd a little bit. Nice guy. He, it's he not Mister. It's not Mister Nap's son. No, no. Okay. okay. Well, I mean, probably yes, but <laughs> yeah. not the one. Not the one you're referencing. Okay. Cool. Cool. Rory Pollard. Yep. Josh Hansen, Alex Mel Melendez, and Maureen yep. Kelly. None of these names really threw me for a loop. I might have messed some up, but they seem pretty easy. Those are our most recent recent Patreon subscribers. We appreciate them. $2 a month. They get video access, live access. we got a couple people watching us live before the Super Bowl starts. And they get a chance to win two uh, majestic uh, jerseys a month, which we just gave out one via the raffle. Shout out to KP right. from PA. And the next one, I should have had it done, but I don't because it's been a busy weekend. But I will do uh, the raffle soon. We'll do it tomorrow or we'll try to get it done tomorrow and then I'll post the winner of that. So if you are interested in any of that or just supporting Jake and I on this endeavor, uh, go to patreon.com slash talking yanks. Going to be a lot of good Going to be a lot of good stuff. Spring training. Me and Jimmy locked in a tight space. Getting weird. We got a lot of stuff coming up. So if you follow us yeah. on any of our social medias, we Jake had the idea to go out, go throw out one quick hitter stat or just story a day on it Instagram. Be, it could be a good stat, it could be quirky. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it a lot. We've done about eight or nine right now. Did you see my recapping of the Teixeira and Padilla feud? I did. It was good. I, was, I thought of that while I was grocery shopping, came home and made it in like two hours get so excited. I make it, I record it, I edit it, I put it out there and then three mistakes get hit with me right away. Yeah. 
Like, oh, that happened in 2007. Oh, that was wrong. Oh, I spelled his name wrong and pronounced it wrong the whole video. But I just do it too fast that I'm like, fuck. You get you get excited. You had the 110 years for that that pitcher, Bob Hope uh, or whatever. Uh, no, that was the, that was the math intern. Did our math wrong? Who was the Who was the math intern? Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Give You're not gonna answer. throw them under the bus because it's th- not you for sure. <laughs> I'm not gonna throw them under the bus. That'd be so rude. Okay. So yeah, I mean, hey. So here's the deal. We're putting fun stat stuff out there. We can't guarantee you it's right. <laughs> but no, then, but I, only because only only because of our own accidents. The the stats will be there somewhere. The stats are usually correct. The stats that I get from the website machine, those are yeah. I I like triple check them because I'm so worried. It's the right. stats that I just do in my brain, like 2019 minus 1910. I just do that in my brain. That's what right. well, I mean. The math intern did in his brain. Right. And they just get those wrong. So he's been let yeah. go, and we're looking for a new math intern if anyone wants to help out. It's just simple arithmetic. That's all you need to know. Yeah, R.I.P. math intern. Yeah, that guy fucking sucked. <laughs> he was bad. He was real bad. <laughs> Let's go to a voicemail. Yo, what up, guys? Uh, Andrew from Mel's Kitchen. Uh, what are your thoughts on the... Uh the course field uh, hangover and why do you think that uh like no one freaking talks about it so basically if you look at some of the notable guys that played for the rockies and eventually left matt holiday chris ionetta Corey dickerson and uh dexter fowler all of their uh, road stats got better when they were no longer members of the rockies uh if you have to put like uh if you have to give like a logical reasoning to it, it's because uh breaking balls don't break normally when you play a course, so when you see normal breaking balls on the road, uh it has, you know, more an effect on uh your ability to hit. Uh I don't know. What are your thoughts? Do you know about this, Jake, at all? That what uh Andrew from Hell's Kitchen's calling in with? Did you know that? I- players that leave Coors Field, their road numbers get better after they leave? I thought he was saying the opposite. No, he's saying that players who play for the Rockies, when they leave the Rockies, their road numbers get better. Did he give an example? I mean, I, I just don't yeah. know what we're yeah, talking a, about yeah. here. Yeah, he gave a bunch of examples. Did he say any of them? What, I didn't catch a single name. Matt Holiday, Chris Iannetta, Corey Dickerson, and uh, Dexter Fowler, all of their uh, road stats got better when they were no longer members of the Rockies. There was a whole article written on it that he was referencing. Sure. His theory is that when they're playing in court, when they're playing for the Rockies, the breaking balls they see on the road look much worse because they're basically have like a easy donut of course field where nothing nothing breaks. So then they're going on the road and everything's drastically different where when they're not, playing in Colorado for half their games, they just have to adjust to good breaking balls the entire time. That's his theory. But I don't think it's Andrew's theory. I think he read this in, a, in an article somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's something here. If you're good at baseball, you're good at baseball. If, if you're, you know, you, you might get a boost from cores, that fly ball might fly a little further. You might hit a little better. If you're good at baseball, you play good at baseball. It's a hot take, I know. No, I mean, okay. It's so you understand and um, that people's numbers get better in Colorado, correct? And that their road home splits always look bad. Yes. So it's the be- it's the best ballpark to hit in. Yes. So they're saying here it is. When past players left the Rockies, Chris Iannetta, Matt Holliday, Corey Dickerson, Dexter Fowler, their road stats improved. Iannetta even went back, and his road stats went back to being bad. Also, Mike wrote in 2015 that for the past 10 years, 05 to 2015, the Rockies were the best at scoring at home and the worst at scoring on the road. Point is, there's penalty for playing on the road as a Rocky, just like boost at home. So he's saying, because you see lack of breaking balls at home you go on the road and now the breaking balls are like crazy and you're bad so he so he so andrew is saying that with lemayhu those road home splits we might see his road come right up to normal because it doesn't look as bad and there's proof of it i think it's an interesting thing if you're going to put stock into road home splits and how 
how the Rockies helped the home splits, then you also have to understand they they hurt the road. It's something I I don't know. You uh, I I'd have to talk to more NL teams and see because then you could say. I mean, what, what are NL teams coming into cores and then how do they perform after that? Um, you know, because it, it wouldn't that be the same thing? If you're the Cardinals, you come into cores, you see some, you see some lesser curveballs and sliders for four games, then you leave and sliders and curveballs are going to look better. So in theory, it would be a smaller sample size, but that effect would still be there. So if you show me that, I'll believe. Okay, but. so if teams go on a road trip and they play a three-game series in cores, and then the next three games when they're not in cores, the numbers are great, you'll believe it. If their numbers are worse in the next series, like significantly worse than their normal series, then yeah. Bet. Okay. All right. But I, I've just never heard that. So I'm, I'm sure there's something to it. I mean, I'm – I'm more a believer, and again, like this, I can't back up with any data, so it sounds probably more ridiculous, but a baseball player is going to run into a certain amount of hits, and I think it turns into confidence and stuff, and I think you you walk into those friendly confines of course Field, and you're confident. You're like, man, if I put a good swing on the ball today, I'm going to have a great day, where I think other ballparks, you don't feel that way, especially if you play your home games at course. Almost any road game a court a Rockies player plays, they are not going to have the same confidence they do having playing a court. Yeah. So yeah. So anyone. So I'm I'm going less slider and dramatic splits. Although I'm I'm sure there's something there. But it's uh if you're a good baseball player, you hit the ball. Okay, but that's I mean that that could be the same thing when you were the one that was worried about the road home splits of Lemayhu. I'm. Dude, so I'm just saying just... we're gonna find out real quick what DJ LeMahieu we get. I think he's a good contact hitter. I think he can drive the ball to the opposite field. That's why the Yankees liked him. Yeah. I mean, I think we're, we're gonna find out real quick if we get an 820 OPS LeMahieu or a 770 OPS LeMahieu. I I agree on that. That we'll find out. But I think this was into response. In this is stats in response to you being worried about his home road splits, which you were. But now you're just kind of poo pooing it and saying if he hits, he hits. Well, I think we're going to find out. If he doesn't, then I think should be concerned about it. <laughs> okay. We will find out, but it's just a conversation. So there is some proof. Yeah. There is some proof that those don't carry with you. This outside. is the coldest stove. I, this is the coldest the stove has been for me so far. I thought this it was the coldest moment at the stove for me. I'm, I like that you're into it. So not into it. I think it was a very interesting point. People talk about Colorado Rockies home and away splits at nauseam. I never thought it was interesting. And now they finally back up a counterpoint. I think that has good evidence. I think it's interesting. And I think they're normally interesting. I, I normally like talking about them at nauseam, but I don't like this. So we're reversed. It's fine. I think, I think you didn't understand at first, so you just jumped into negative town. I think you're being very rude and not respecting my opinion. Hey, this is Rick from New York uh, calling for Talking Yanks. I got two questions. Uh, a lot of people aren't happy if the offseason ended tomorrow. Um, what if they went out and secured Judge and Batanzas and Didi and signed them to an extension rather than go out and sign the, another big guy? My other question is um, – oh, hold on. Sorry, I'm wiping – we're a flush podcast now would you be more happy if they extended those guys or any guys before this offseason ended i don't think it'd change my mind at all it'd be cool i'd like it but i don't think it i don't think i'd be when i'm grading the offseason i don't know how much that would change my grade like oh and they extended judge it, it would be nice if they you know i i think dd's maybe the big one there yeah, yeah. It's like if, 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 if they took a risk with Didi and maybe gave him a four or five year contract cheaper than the, that you would think he would get, just assuming he's going to be healthy, I think I'd kind of like that risk there. Um, and and it would it would just be true. Like Didi's so well liked, we would be we would be pretty happy knowing that we were going to get at least Didi's smile and fun demeanor around the Yankees for the next three four years. I think that would be nice. Yeah, but chances, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, it would be silly. Batances would maybe make sense, but Didi I don't think would make sense because of the injury situation. And Judge doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, Judge, uh, Judge, they're just going to wait to pay until they have to. Hey, Talking Yank, Eli from New York. Uh, 
a little bummed that you didn't play my voicemail about uh, Clint Frazier because El Rojo has kind of been a red-hot topic the last week. But my question is for uh, mainly for Jake because he's a out-of-the-park 19 brother. Um, so I was playing in a, in a season or a, like a, a, a career, and Tyler Wade turns into like a five-out-of-five-star utility infield uh, like batting 390 type of guy by the time he's like 26. I was just wondering, maybe you guys think that uh, Out of the Park knows something that we don't know? I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. All right, Jake. Out of the Park Baseball is your game. You've run simulations before to see if four starters and four relievers would work. You like doing it. They're they're projecting Wade to be fantastic. Jim, I've got a couple very important things to talk about here. Okay. A, awesome. Awesome. We, we've gotten out of the park baseball on here. Um, nerdy baseball game I play, if you've been listening, you've heard about it. It's fun. It's a baseball simulation game. Um, Tyler Wade, man, I mean, just – and this this kind of ties into the prospect game that you play with people. And, Jimmy, may, maybe you can um, – well, if you want to use it on people, you can. But, I mean, Tyler Wade was – was a pretty good prospect at 2017. I think he was right around top 100. The Yankees talked about this guy being Ben Zobris. Um, he's a career. What is he? He's a career 272 hitter in the minors with a 351 OBP, 130 steals. Um, we'll see, man. I, uh, you know, I, I, I gave some Tyler some junk lately just cause like, I gotta see something from you brother. And I want to, um, we look so much alike. It's weird. Um, I mean, there's still a world that we throw Tyler Wade in a trade and we, we look back in three years and say, what, he's a really solid second baseman type. I have no idea. Like I've seen the games where you've seen the, the games he's been impactful. It's fun. He's a guy that changes the game with speed. Yeah. Good defense. Like it is fun to watch when Tyler Wade has a good night. In Um, in 2017, he was number 101 on Keith Law's top 101 baseball prospects list, which we had a we had a whole conversation about this on John Boy and Jake Radio, or that we didn't have on Talking Yanks. But to summarize it, if you're not in the top 10, you might as well be in the top thousand in my mind, which a lot of people don't right. agree with. But um, yeah, so Tyler Wade, top 101 prospect, 2017. You're you're about to be happy with my brain. Why is that? Um, which is rare. Which is rare. Get the highlighter out, people. Tyler Wade was tracking him on the Instagram machine. He was working out with a CCSU guy, JP Sportman, who was in the A's organization for a long time. A versatile guy, kind of similar. I, I think a, a right-handed Tyler Wade. A little bit. Slaps the ball around. He's technically a free agent. So... A little, a, a little CCSU bringing everything all together. Brian Cashman, we know you're listening right now. How's mm-hmm. your dog doing? Did you enjoy are, the Super Bowl? You got that steep, you got that steep incline on the treadmill right now, Brian. Where, where are you at? You driving into the office? How about this? This, this will get you a couple thousand fans real quick because you're about to verify that you're a talking Yanks listener. Go out and invite JP Sportman to Yankee camp. Okay, he's a he's a CCSU guy. Just like he's already friend, he's already friends with Waiter. Just give him the invite, and so everyone that listens to Talking Yanks has confirmation that you're a Talking Yanks listener. Just like Brian, just like when Steinbrenner made you GM, and everyone's like, "Wow, perfect last name for a George Steinbrenner GM, Cashman." Right. Go giving out contracts. This kid's name is Sportman. JP Sportman. Just playing sports, man. That's his full name. It's his birth name. Just my, my, his first name's my, Just. Middle name's playing sport. No, just the, playing the, sport, man. That would actually be badass. Um, but yeah, just just give just invite him to camp, Cash. You know he'll he'll come through. He likes Tampa. He's friends with Waiter. They'll probably live together. Um, and yeah. So just do that, please. And thank you. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Yankees prospects, we have an interview with Matt Pita, who uh, got drafted last year in the 12th round. He came on and talked with Jake and I. Dropped a Jake sucks right away, which was nice. 
Do you have that on the mic? Yeah, it, it'll play. It's, okay. it's opening thing. I, I, put, I kept it in there. Um, Good. Yeah, so I Matt Pita got drafted. We just had a conversation with him kind of about like what happens when you get drafted by the Yankees, who reaches out, what are the rules and guidelines that come with being in the Yankees minor league system? What stats do they look for? How do you choose his college? How do you go from college? He had a top 10 play. Uh, so just a bunch of, it gave good insight into the, the uh, process of getting drafted and then going down in Tampa and playing. Nice kid. What a punk. Which one dude is true? Both of them. Wow. Can't can't believe he went hard. Jake sucks on me. No, he was, he was he was good. It's it's um, I don't know. It's exciting. You you rarely know or hear from someone that that has that opportunity. So it's fun to talk with them. We we got we got a little silly out of him. Um, you know, looked like he was trying to not make any headlines, but he <laughs> uh is is fun 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 dude. Yeah. All right. So that's it. We'll throw it to that interview right now. Or, uh, yeah, all right, all right, Jake sucks. So, <laughs> hey, you're already up to speed. Get the, <laughs> get the mic going. All right, we're joined by Matt Pita, Yankees prospect, playing down in Tampa last year, drafted last year out of uh, Virginia Military Institute. Correct. That's right. Thanks for joining us, man. We're really happy to have you on the show with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. What are you up to right now? Where are you coming to us from? I'm actually in Tampa right now. Nice and warm? It's not too warm. It's warmer than up north, but not too warm for down here. It is freezing by me, so you're lucky. Yeah. You're originally mm-hmm. from Virginia, right? From uh, Richmond, Virginia. Oh, so you're Richmond. from Richmond. So I was yeah. going to ask about the whole how you got to VMI, but now it makes sense. It was right in your back door, basically. Yeah, it's pretty close to uh, to home. So so you got drafted last year, just to bring everyone up to speed, from Virginia, VMI, Yankees. No facial hair ever. Just kind of the tidbits, right? I saw right. saw I saw a tweet there. Someone was like, "Oh, your dream of uh, growing out a beard doesn't come true now." Yeah, this is because I had to shave every day at a military school, so had to go back to the Yankees and shave now. So, yeah, no beard life forever. Except uh, all the Yankees, they grow them out in the in the winter, so you could do that. I didn't really realize that the minor leagues is the same thing. I can never put that together. Yeah, we uh, can't have facial hair either. I had a I had a beard this off season, but I just shaved uh, a couple of days ago. Actually, do they say that when you get to camp? Is that like on a thing, or are you supposed to just know it? Like, oh, Yankees, no beard, or do they? Does someone let you know? Yeah, they actually give us like this whole handout that has like all these rules and no facial hair, only one chain, no wristbands, like all this stuff. So, no wristbands was the one chain an adjustment. Yeah, I actually wore two in college, so... Oh, wow. You have a cross on right now. What was yeah. the other one? What got the I bump? A, um, I have a silver one. It's a little one. And then I have the gold one with the cross. I feel like all the Yankees wear at least one chain. And then Cano used to have, like, seven wristbands on each arm. So now it's confusing to me. Well, I think you can wear, like, sweatbands. You just can't wear, like, wristbands. Like, um, yeah, we're... like bracelets. Oh, okay. All right, let's go back. Let's go back to high school and stuff like that. So we, so I've got an important question, Jim. Because I let's let's get this going. Okay, go ahead, <laughs> Matt. You came in with a hard Jake sucks. I don't know if the recorder was on for that, but I appreciate that. But now I'm going to come at you. Now I have to. <laughs> hey, bring it on. I got. We've got you listed at five ten. Is that baseball spikes five ten or five ten five ten? It's probably baseball spikes five ten. Okay, I appreciate that. We are got- both short people. We're shorter than you, so don't even worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're you're in good company. Jake's five two. I'm five eight. Well, I'm not five two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He has, he has okay. to sit down. He has to sit down. Show everybody's, uh, <laughs> well, I saw that your favorite players growing up. It was Altuve, Pedroia, kind of like that. The underdog. Go get it. Work harder, tougher, grind. You know, and uh, I saw. A little bit, and someone asked you that, and you said you have that same mentality. Was it always like a, a kind of shorter underdog mentality, or do you still have that? Did getting drafted change it? Well, growing up, I was a big Derek Jeter fan. That's kind of how I liked the Yankees and and all that. Um, but I just liked how Pedroia and Altuve they went around like about their game and stuff, and they just really like have to outwork everybody. And because I mean. You look at Judge or Stanton, and you're like, okay, these guys can play. These these guys can hit. Just looking at them but Altuve and Pedroia they have to like um 
like really like show their game on the field because their size. Does your swing remind us of anyone or do you got your own thing going on or did you copy someone as a kid or what what do you got? No, I was really never like a a copy swing kind of guy. I kind of just went about my own way and so I don't really have like a swing that's looks like anybody's. It's kind of just my own thing. Okay. I read that you held in high school or you still hold the record for the most home runs in a single game. Jake and I were trying, A, is that true? B, Jake and I were trying to guess what it could be because two. It's got to be two or three. That's I'm Jake going says two three. or three. Uh, I think it was two. Okay. Oh, Peter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hit, I mean, I hit three in uh, inner squad in college, but that was the most I've ever done in a game. I hit okay. three one in Swift Wall Backyard. Felt great. <laughs> so uh high school were you you top guy at the high school or you were you with the, your team was in the states and stuff like that had a good pitcher at one point i was trying to dig up around but was it uh was your high school team good or was it aau process how do you get from high school to college yeah my high school was actually really good um we had a lot of guys come out of there my junior year actually our two starting pitchers one went to uva and one went to unc so our whole starting lineup was d1 um that's the year we went to state so i mean it was a bunch of bunch of dudes on that team and um i think four or five of them are now in the minor league so it's pretty cool but um, do you do you keep in touch with those guys is it like a connect the dots or if you're buddies with them or i i don't know every once in, in a while i'll reach out to them and stuff but um not not too much i don't really talk to them on like a regular basis so did you did you so was your team scouted in high school or did you have to go through the AAU programs like how is that anyone that's listening that's playing high school ball what's the best way to get noticed you have to have two pitchers a year older than you that are phenomenal or you <laughs> uh well we had a lot of pro scouts at our high school games my junior year um I wasn't really a pro prospect in high school kind of just emerged in college but I I'd, I'd say I got scouted to college through high school they showcase ball is really now the big thing. So that's really um, the way to go in high school. I, I'd say camps is also a big thing, like going to these college camps and stuff to get in front of the coaches and stuff. So I did a little bit of that. And then VMI comes calling. Was that uh, a destination you wanted to be at or how did you end up there? I actually played in a tournament at VMI my freshman year. And that's like when they started reaching out to me and I was like, uh, I'm not going there. Like, <laughs> like i mean you're a high school kid like that's not the really place you're looking to go like right you're looking for that college experience and stuff and i got recruited by other schools too um but that was just really the best fit it's one of the best degrees in the country and start um they said i'd start as a freshman that was really a big thing yeah that makes sense so i'm a, I'm a history buff so do they put you through like the vmi history classes there do you hear all the thomas jackson stories because that's uh that's right up my alley well you go through the rat line, so I guess you get some history in there. So yeah. you, the, you go through the rat line your freshman year, which is um, pretty brutal. So Civil War almost broke out on campus right there. I could tell <laughs> that story forever. <laughs> that's pretty yeah, cool. Though. That's that's a place rich with history. And then they they I looked at it. They had like you guys got like 30, 30 people drafted before. You had three drafted your senior year at VMI. So that's pretty cool. That looks like you had a, a talented group in your college team as well. Yeah, well, I was actually a junior, so those three juniors got drafted, and then one of the seniors got picked up too. So, yeah, that's nice. And then you led, you led your team. What was it like? You hit three eighty nine with fourteen home runs, forty eight RBIs. You were the man in college that year. I actually led my team in most offensive categories all three years that I was there. When did it? So you go to VMI. You're getting some run. You're feeling good. You're filling out a little bit. I'm guessing young Matt Pita, like you mentioned, didn't have the build that you were looking for. When were you like, okay, like I think I'm going to ball out for a few years and then either do minors or, or, or whatever's coming next, pro ball? When, when, I guess when did you believe that and when did it become real? Yeah, I'd say, I mean, every kid wants that, has that dream to come become a professional baseball player. And, I mean, I always had it in the back of my head and coming freshman year and I Came in there, started doing well, just kept going. Came in my sophomore year. I was kind of kind of the guy coming back in my sophomore year. And um, I guess it just started to roll. And coming in junior year, it was scouts were starting to reach out like almost every day. So it was kind of, I guess, junior year when I was like, okay, well, this is actually going to happen. Like 
I'm going to get drafted. I don't know when I'll get drafted, but I'm going to get drafted. So it was kind of just I have to ball out one more year so I can get drafted in the spot I want to get drafted in. Was it your junior year when you were on ESPN? Was it top 10 plays? Yeah, it was my junior year. So that was all coming together right there, like you're fucking dominating with the bat, making making game-saving catches in right field. If no one's seen it, just search Matt Pita on YouTube and it's up there. Was that pretty cool to have the national exposure? Because you look at it and it's like just a, a day and your clip's up there. But for you, that's got to be awesome to see your name and people talking about it and everything like that. How did how did you first know it was going to be on top 10? Were you caught it by surprise or did you like, does your coach submit it? I don't, how does that process work? I'm not really sure like how it got out there. I know like the VMI baseball Twitter page like tweeted like hashtag sports center top 10 or whatever. Ah. But like when I made, I mean, I made the catch and I figured it, it was possible to be out there because it was the televised game or on ESPN plus or whatever. Did you walk into the dugout and your coach is doing the dun 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 That's what my dad would have done if I made that catch. <laughs> I don't even remember. It was like, because I made that catch and I didn't even like realize the, the wall was right there. I yeah, you go pretty hard into that it. fence. Yeah, I was kind of just running after it. And then like I caught it and looked down and hit the wall. Like, And it was just like, wow. <laughs> have you seen uh, Dustin Fowler, old Yankees prospect with the A's now? Jeez. Well, Jake, it's the same exact play, but Matt <laughs> saved the game and Dustin got really, really hurt. But it ha- Dustin happened after you. I was wondering if you saw it and had like flashbacks. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> no, I Do didn't you know what I'm talking that. about? Uh-uh. Um, yeah, terrible. Ter- All right. <laughs> positive stuff. Um, <laughs> it's like really bad, dude. Like, I, I hate the clip. Like, I can barely watch it. So I'm he's play- he- there. <laughs> he's playing again. He's fine. Okay. It's draft night. Um <laughs> So, so you got drafted your junior year, you said, and right. so obviously it's draft day, and like, do you do you know what's up? I mean, do you have like an agent at this point? No, right? You're in college. You can have an agent, but I chose not to have one for the draft. Okay, uh, and then and then I mean, so what happens? Like, you're just sitting there, like, I might get drafted today. If I don't, it's okay. I'll play next year. Or is it like I'm going to get drafted today? I don't know if it's round eight or if it's going to be round forty three. Well. Day one is the first two rounds. Day two is three through 10. And then day three is 11 through 40. So I figured I'd go day two because just what scouts were telling me, like, like, yeah, you're going to be a day two guy, like, blah, blah, blah. Draft is really, really a process. And it's, uh, it's not too fun. Um, <laughs> not too fun until your name's called, but um, it's kind of stressful. But the Yankees actually called me. Around like around eight, seven or eight. Oh, who was on the phone? It was my scout. Okay. Uh, yeah, Tim Alexander. So he called me and he's like, "Yeah, like we're just dra- just drafting seniors right now. Um, seven through ten are gonna be seniors. So he's like, we can't get you right now, but um, we're gonna draft you either eleventh or twelfth round tomorrow. So like, hopefully you'll still be around." And I was like, "Okay." So when it, day three came around, I. I wasn't even really paying attention. Um, I was actually playing the show with one of my buddies on PlayStation. And, nice. And he was sitting next to me, and he was looking on his phone or something, and he's like, dude, you just got drafted by the Yankees. And he had the MLB tracker up, and then my scout called me like right after that. Nice. So that's how it works. So that's why, like, Jeter, you said you grew up watching Jeter. Jeter always had an affinity for the scout that found him. So it is kind of like they're the one bringing you in and making that call. Right. So once once he gets that call and you get drafted, is that is that party night? Is that a, is that celebration? Are you like done with school? I would imagine I just walk off campus. <laughs> yeah, I was at, I was actually at home, so like I'd been home for a little bit, um, probably about a week or so. So I was at home. Um, I, was, I mean, I celebrated with my family because uh, all my buddies were back in Virginia. So yeah, I mean, I didn't really do too much because I had had to go report soon, but. This winter, I actually had a bunch of family and friends and stuff and um, had a party and stuff, so that was pretty cool. So how soon is it then you're down in Tampa playing the rookie league and all that? Is it a whirlwind? Does it, you have to sit and wait, or did it just happen? So most guys go like right after they get drafted. Just bounce? Yeah, but for some reason, I had to wait until Rodney Hutchinson, the sixth, uh, sixth rounder, I think, he played for UNC and they're in the college world series. So I had to wait till he signed hmm. for me to sign. So I had to wait for him. So I didn't sign until almost July. 
Um, so I was sitting at home just uh, chilling. Yeah, is, there, no. is there a reason why you have to wait for him to sign? Did they just do it in order? or There were some reasons. I, I can't really remember. but um, some, some paperwork yeah. probably. So, something happened, and I had to wait for him. So um, I was sitting at home for about a month, and then I had to go report to rookie ball. Sitting at home rooting against Rodney Hutchinson. Yeah. You're like, yo, Rodney. <laughs> yo, UN, UNC, on, stop. <laughs> I want to play baseball, dude. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Like, I, I, College Road Series is cool, but let's get Hadir. Like, yeah. <laughs> Hurry up and lose, Rodney. <laughs> I, I've got an interesting one, and I don't know if I'm, I'm jumping a little further ahead than, than Jimmy, but I watched the, the top 10 play, right field, you run into the wall. Look like Fowler, right? You're, you're, <laughs> for me, it's like positions. I don't know where you played at VMI, if you moved over a lot, if you were mostly outfield, outfield, infield, wherever the team needs me, coach. But you show up at spring training, and, I mean, I saw you played a lot of second base, and is was it kind of like when scouts had been talking to you, they're like, hey, PETA, we, we like that you can put the bat on the ball. If, if your best shot to make it is at second base, you kind of got the speech that I got at little league, but I, I didn't sprout up more or, or was that on you or how, do, how does that work? Cause I mean, if, if you come in as a rookie and you want to play right field, but they're like, yo, Pete, play second base. That's kind of tough. Yeah. So like half the scouts, half the teams that were going after me, like some said center field, some said second base. It was kind of just different by team. And the Yankees, they liked me at second base. I just said I projected better at second base. I mean, I played some second base um, at VMI throughout my career there, but mostly outfield. Um, so it was a little bit of a transition. But, I mean, second base is going well, and just got to keep going at it. It's all about yeah. versatility now in the MLB. They want every guy to play, like, every position, especially the Yankees. Yeah, they'll right. Th- they'll just throw you wherever if you can hit, it feels like. So yeah. That's pretty cool. When you're down in Tampa, you were playing against some guys like – well, actually, even in college, have you played against big names? Have you played against guys that have that have uh, like already gone on to be top prospects or uh, in the pros? Like, you ever when you're a freshman in college, you ever face someone who's now in the bigs? Or any big names like moments or memories? Because when you get to Tampa, I think you were with Florial, who he's been a top 100 prospect for a little bit now. Torinos yeah. is uh, high up there. Does any of that matter to you? Or are you just like, nah, I'm just here to do my own thing and play my own game? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter i mean they've been there for a little bit i mean there's some good good dudes to play with i mean it was fun uh because some of those guys were down there for rehab and and then i played when i got sent up to the talkman's for um i think the last week of the season um their second baseman got hurt so i got to play with some some big names like um herman and um abreu um that was pretty cool i actually faced um herman in a rehab start too so that was pretty cool Oh, how'd you do? And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he struck me out the first at bat, and then I hit a line drive up the middle. So, one there for two. There you go. There you okay. go. What, what pitch did you connect with? Basketball. Basketball? Nice. Uh, so, you're in Tampa. You're doing the minor league thing. Have you, have you like, uh, adapted to Tampa? I don't really like Tampa, but so living in Tampa, <laughs> so I guess I, I'm coming from a place like Tampa's kind of terrible, but uh, do, what's life like down there? Is there like a minor league camp? Cause there's so many guys down there, especially in the spring or, or there will be in spring. Is there a uh, like team hotel, motel house? What's the living situation? Is it, is it a team or is it just uh, living with a uh, house guests and stuff like that? Yeah. There's like two hotels um, that they, put us at and then um you can like live out on your own like if you get like a airbnb or whatever like apartment some guys do that and just split it with a bunch of dudes so um yeah but the hotel they they put us in like it's free so there you go yeah that's a good price was was what's the was the jump bigger high school to college or college to those now pro ball What's the bigger gap? Uh, that's a tough one. It, I mean, they're both different in their own way. Um, you're going to see more velo coming from college to the pro level just every day. Um, velo. I mean, everyone throws hard up here, so that's definitely different. Um, I mean, people say the game speeds up, but I, I wouldn't say it's sped up too much from college to pro. Um, definitely high school to college it speeds up, but it's just – 
I'd, I'd probably say high school to college was a bigger jump just because college pitchers, they kind of know what they want to do to you. Where in high school, they don't. They just kind of do like the same sequence to everybody, fastball, curveball, or whatever. Yeah. You got kids like me. Like I caught in high school and I was calling pitches. Like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so like I'd say that's kind of different going to college where the pitchers actually know like what they want to do and like what you can't hit and stuff. So that was kind of different. But um, so. What's uh? What what's what's your goal setting like? I mean, I I don't know if the team comes in and they give you like certain benchmarks that they want you to do, or I mean, in in the head of Matt Peta, like what are you like? Yo, end of twenty nineteen, I want to get some run at Double A, or I wanna I wanna get it to High A plus and rake a little bit. Like what what's going on in your head? Yeah, I mean, they don't really give you too many like goals. Um, that's kind of just like going into the off season. They'll tell you like some things you need to work on and. Um, like, hey, come back at this weight or whatever. Hopefully I can start out in low A in Charleston and and uh, hopefully eventually I can make it up to Tampa by the end of the year. That's kind of my goal. And But, I mean, wherever they send me, just hopefully I can ball out and, and um, make a name for myself and eventually get to get to the MLB. Is there any, is there any organizational meetings or sit-downs at the beginning? Like, this is what, this is what we look at. Because I know the Tampa Bay Rays – some players said they all sat down and said, like, we're not looking at your batting average. We're looking at hard hit rate, uh, exit velo, and something else. Is there any talks like that at, this, at the level when you get there? Like, hey, your old coaches might have cared about this. This is what we care about here. Or or at the very beginning, are they just letting you play and do your thing? Yeah, they just let you play. <laughs> um, especially, like, right when you get there, they don't really tell you anything. They don't – like, you could be doing terrible. They don't say anything. They don't – like, they want to see you – figure it out they want you to correct yourself and yeah it makes sense to do that um but when i went to the fall instructs league um they sat everybody down one one-on-one um it was every everybody was in there kevin reese all those guys um and they kind of just sat you down like told you how your year went um they're like hey like we don't really look at average or whatever like they tell you what they look at and and they just kind of like tell you how your year went and like what you need to do better and stuff. So when you're when you're evaluating yourself and you look at your box score from the end of a college season or the end of a, <clears throat> a month or week, what numbers are you looking for? Are you look, going to look at batting average? Going to look at uh, OPS, OBS plus? Is is there anything? Because there's some guys that love it. CC Sabathia says like he doesn't even know any of the advanced stats. But you're a younger yeah. guy coming up in this new world. So where's your where do your eyes go when you look at the page? Um, college, I'd say probably batting average and on base percentage were my two big things. Okay. Um, I I don't really like looking at looking at stats, but it's kind of hard because it's right there on the scoreboard. scoreboard so it's yeah. hard not to look at because I mean, you start doing bad and you see your batting average going down, and you're just you're just like oh shit, like. <laughs> but, so it's it's kind of hard. Not to look, but I try not to look. But OPS is a big one in, in the um, professionals. So I'd say those three. Right. Cool. Cool. So you're you're in Tampa now. What's an off day? What's the off season for you? Is it hiking? Is it fishing? Is it Fortnite? Is it just sleeping? <laughs> At the beginning, it was a little bit of sleeping, just kind of relaxed. And um, I went back to VMI, um, see some buddies, and kind of just take a break. And then... Now it's probably after Thanksgiving on, it's been trained Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, so I lift and then I hit and take ground balls after, um, take Wednesday off, and then sometimes I'll do something on the weekend. Um, but now it's more like five, six days a week. Cool. And when do you report down for, uh, it's like 12 days for pitchers and catchers, but what happened, is it different for you for uh, spring training? Yeah, I think I'm gonna be going on the 18th of February. That's my birthday. Nice. <laughs> it's a good day. Yeah, DD Gregorius's birthday as well. Cool, man. So uh, thanks for coming on and uh, sharing your story and whoa, all that. Whoa. Oh, Jake, Pita. you're back. You got you got any good nicknames? Any Peta jokes? Like what what can I work with here, bro? Well, growing up, I had Peta bread, Peta butter. In college, it was just Matty P. What was your Pete. high school third base coach calling you? Because there's had to be like Peta butter or some shit like that. I feel like baseball uh, coaches are always making up names. I think he was just Peter. He was oh. kind of he was he was an old old school guy. Um, oh, okay. 
I got cheese in college because my numbers was my number was thirty three. Nice. So for for some reason, someone came up with cheese. <laughs> so, I mean, that's this, how nicknames usually work. Yeah, I was like, all right. Yeah, yeah so it was it was all over the place. Cool. So what's the Instagram, Twitter? Where can uh, fans find you and follow along on uh, your journey? Yeah, so it's Matt underscore Peta. Um, I think that's both of them. So simple enough. Yeah. So give me a follow. All right. Thanks for coming on, man. We're gonna enjoy it. Yeah. Good luck, brother. All right, that ends the show. Thank Matt for coming on. Watch his career uh, unfold in front of us. Hopefully he makes it out of Charlotte and to Tampa, which he said was his goal, which is the opposite of what my goal would be, like get me back to Charlotte. I don't want to go live in Tampa. I mean, I've got him in the Bronx this year. I Bring your pita bread signs, pita butter. I'm going, um, to, can... I'm going to New York City on Tuesday, Jake. Yeah, you want to tell the people you're, you're doing something exciting. Thurman Munson Awards Dinner. Uh, I got hooked up through ESNY, and I'm going to be there with a mic on the uh, red carpet. And I think Michael Kay is the MC. Uh, Aaron Boone is going to be uh, one of the award winners. Didi Gregorius. And uh, Andujar and Ed Cranenpool, I think, is the other guy. Mm. And some giant player. So I, I don't really know what I'm going to do or how that's going to go, but I'll come back and update you guys on everything that happened. Send, send Jimmy all your questions for Aaron Boone, Dee <laughs> and Ed Cranepool. Yeah, and Andujar. And Andujar. Mostly Ed Cranepool. Hey, Dee Dee, isn't it kind of ironic that you got injured and they replaced you with an injured guy? Hey, hey Ed Cranepool, what's up? What you been up to lately and... Why are you, who, who, what's up, Ed? Didi, say something cool in a language that's not English. That's a good question. Thank you. Didi, speak a different language. That would get him to, that'll get him Do to. Do another st- one now. <laughs> Just bully him yeah. to speak different languages. Yeah, that should be good. So if you've got questions that are better than that, let us, let us know. Yeah, it'd be great. Could use some help. All right. Thank you, guys. Hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl. Hope you're enjoying a good Monday, and we will be back on Thursday. We only have like two more weeks until uh, we have our daily episodes coming out like we did last year. If you're around, we got those coming out. We got the one-a-day little Instagram clips, so go go follow us on Instagram, and uh, we will, we'll see you later. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees. She was a bit delayed today.